0: Then God spoke all these words, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 and 2. Hey everybody, I'm Chris Dowd.
1: I'm Reagan Gilliland,
0: and this is Off Script, and we are recapping our Lenten sermon series, our five-week Lenten sermon series on everybody's favorite subject: rules and yep. regulations. Yep. I mean, Ten Commandments. <laughs> Before we get started, you had a big weekend. I did. Uh huh. What happened on Saturday?
1: So on Saturday, my youngest Morgan got baptized um, at a park a neutral ground, since nice. my husband and I are both work in two different churches. So It was a little complicated trying to figure out where to do it, so we picked a neutral spot. Uh-huh. Um, it
0: wasn't Plano, though. So it was scoreboard. in Plano.
1: Yeah, so technically, it's a little bit. I mean,
0: y'all do live in Plano. Yes. Scoreboard again.
1: Yep. And uh, <laughs> it was great. We invited, um, you know, close friends and family, and then a bunch of clergy that represent different North Texas um, churches. So it was kind of. Obviously, it's important not – you don't do a private baptism. All right, right, It's right. about the church body. And since, you know, we'll probably – might move around or we've moved around. And so it's important to have people that represent the United Methodist North Texas Conference to kind of do that uh, congregational response because it's about them too. Yeah, yeah. So it was great. It was and beautiful had, weather. Uh,
0: old friends do the actual baptism. Yep. And, but a lot of people participated in the baptism. Yeah. Which was awesome. And then, so I feel like he's properly baptized. It was for Morgan. You said yes. that. Did you say it was for Morgan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Excellent. And then the very next day we baptized Liz- Lizzie. I know. So that was fun. It was
1: a great. Yeah. It was a good.
0: It was a, it was a really weekend.
1: sweet, sweet weekend
0: for yeah, sure. For sure. And then we talked about lying and coveting.
1: Yep. Sure did. <laughs> to
0: wrap up the big, the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. All right. What do you think? Did you enjoy the series?
1: I did. So. uh did we met? well I guess we haven't recorded about this at all that no. that first Baptist was also doing it too
0: first Baptist yeah I'm, I guess they had a different take on it than I we think did. they probably
1: did too
2: <laughs> I think it's safe to assume yeah I think. yeah I yeah um but yeah so why did why
1: did you lay on doing the ten, ten Commandments
0: well uh, I've never actually preached on the Ten Commandments before but it's their year in the lectionary um, Exodus 20 that's it's for like october or something like that okay um but you know like there's a every every year lent is a longer the longest sermon series that we do mm-hmm. uh just because of the length of the season <clears throat> and it tends to be like a um you know kind of a more of a teaching spirituality type series and so it, it seemed to fit plus the math worked out two commandments a day yeah we
1: said that weeks. yesterday. You're like, so the math checks out. <laughs> I'm like, sure does. Two week.
0: And then we got a chance to mix it in with, uh, what mostly stuff from um, Matthew's gospel about Jesus and his take on on yeah. some of the, some of the commandments. Yeah. And that we're going to come back to Sermon on the Mount in May. So we didn't. It's not yeah. like we did a parallel thing between no. Ten Commandments and Sermon on the Mount. But it was still it was still good to hear Jesus reflect on his understanding of the law.
1: Because mm-hmm. he definitely doesn't dismiss it.
0: Uh, certainly not. No, certainly so. not. Um. And then, you know, it was interesting getting people's feedback on it every week. You never can tell. (laughs) Going, I mean, it's not like it's a strict life application sermon series. It's not like it's a sentimental sermon series or a pop culture sermon series, all of which we've, you know, done over the years. Um, But the feedback was just kind of overwhelmingly positive. So I'm glad we did it. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I think it, uh, going back to these kind of basic or foundational things Mm -hmm. are really good during like because i think that's what a lot of people try to do in their own personal devotion is like okay let's get back to like what do i need to do what are the things that actually um further my discipleship you know rather than this huge chunk although i mean the ten commandments when you dig into them they're pretty big
3: yeah there's (laughs) there's
1: plenty there but it's nice to have some kind of clear um concise things because as you know some of them are very direct some of the commandment is just this don't, is what it is don't steal don't steal and then there's some that are a little bit longer mm-hmm. but um no i thought it, it fit really well with a lint
0: now are you reading along with the congregation matthew are you doing yes. that yeah yeah i am too it's good yeah it's a different way to read it you know so much of the time we're preparing for sermons or preparing for a bible study this one's just kind of a a personal devotional thing yeah so today's i think today's matthew 20 right
1: it was uh it was mine. I did look at it this morning.
0: Was it good? Did you do a good job?
1: <laughs> I did it. Oh, they like the daily devotion? Yeah. It's okay.
0: You
1: it. <laughs> I read it, I was like, eh, it's okay. <laughs> Don came by, he's like, I really liked it today. I was like, oh, well, thanks.
0: Uh, there you go. That is a man who knows his devotionals. So yeah, Don liked it, you're good.
1: Uh, yeah. Um okay, so there's a lot to cover. I yeah. had to read through all of your manuscripts Good. yesterday. You're and was, welcome
0: for that. 10,000 10, 10, words, um, 10,000 words, something like that.
1: And it was funny. You know, that one, March 5th, mm. I ended up not coming because Morgan was sick. Right, and so I was right, reading the right. manuscript. I'm like, I don't remember this one. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I wasn't here. Okay, that makes me <laughs> <you> feel better. <laughs> That's just going to feel really bad. Um. So it was fun. I got to read one for the first time.
0: Mm-hmm. That one was, that was two. So that was Commandments 3 and 4. Mm-hmm which is the Sabbath is four. Yeah. Three is, oh, Lord's name in vain. That was fun. (laughs) I've gotten a lot of feedback on that one too. Mm -hmm. I bet you did. I've got a lot of guys saying, thank you for making me feel better about casting from time to
2: time. (laughs) (laughs) I heard from a lot of kids about that too.
1: This is good. Cool. Okay. So obviously we've talked about a lot through that, through the series that there's 630. 613.
0: 613. What'd I say? 31?
1: 630. Okay. Um, 613. I only know that
0: because I had to look it up many right. times. I, I always want to say 613, but 613.
1: Um, so, but what about these first 10? What make them unique or special?
0: That is a great question.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I think we just leave it in silence. Okay. Like, what? I mean, uh, posting these on the co- courtroom walls, Like, I, what? come on. <laughs> I, I, this is part of the reason I've never preached on the Ten Commandments. Because they are just the beginning of 613. Mm-hmm. Like it's a very comprehensive. Set of. Um, guidelines for living.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean obviously. The the, the 10 mm-hmm. have always. Kind of held a, a revered place. But when it comes right down to it. Mm-hmm. It's not like. I mean number one is the biggest one. Yeah, Clearly no other gods before me. Right. If you don't follow that one. Nothing else matters really. Mm-hmm. But beyond that. I mean, for a, for a, uh, faithful person in the Jewish faith, like the, the commandment not to lie or not to bear false witness against mm-hmm. your neighbor is not less important than the dietary rules. Mm-hmm. In fact, on, in your day to day life, the dietary rules are far more important because mm-hmm. that's how you're living out your, uh, they wouldn't say discipleship, but we would say discipleship. Yeah. So why the, why the top 10? And well, how would you answer that? It's a great, it's a great question. Yeah.
1: I mean, they get the most airtime. They're all around, but it's 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 funny how we don't. I guess maybe it's just because we're Christian that we don't look at the rest. We don't know as many. But it's interesting. uh, I've been teaching James to my Monday morning women's Bible study, and he talks a lot. He or uh, the writer talks about, um, you know, if you break that, then you're like all. It's like you break all of them. Yeah. And at first you're like, oh, well, that's not fair. <laughs> I didn't do that one. But we kind of talked about how um, this whole ranking system, like you have to hold them all important. Because then you're like – then it goes into like, well, your sin's worse than mine. Mine's not as bad. Mm-hmm. Like there's that slippery – Yeah, you can
0: get to meddling right now. Right. Because there are a- lots of people who approach that subject. Yes. Some and so are that's, way worse than others.
1: Right. So that's why you have to kind of hold these together mm-hmm. and say they're all – even though some of them are like, well, that doesn't seem important. Like it's, it is important that we all hold them all important (laughs) because then it's a slippery slope.
0: So like oftentimes you'll see kids versions of the 10 commandments for bedroom walls. And (laughs) I've got feelings about this. Like if you're going to go with commandments on the bedroom walls of your children growing up, go with love God, love neighbor. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, if you're a Christian, obviously for Jewish, that's a whole Mm -hmm. different thing, but, um, yeah I don't know so i'm not I'm not in any way trying to diminish the importance of the of the first ten, but mm-hmm. the truth is that they happen to be the first ten of six hundred and thirteen
1: so, mm-hmm. yeah. you talked about it throughout, but you do talk about how different faith traditions rearrange mm-hmm. or combine or but then you I feel like you said also break them
0: they break, break so they yeah. can be broken up in different ways, okay. so like on the coveting uh, yeah. commandment, so for us, coveting's all number ten, but in the Catholic tradition it's two different types of coveting. Okay. Um, In the Jewish tradition, the beginning's a little different, like the very opening is a commandment. So um, we've just followed kind of the conventional Protestant mainline uh, approach. And if anybody's really interested in that, so Adam Hamilton did a book um, called Words of Life, which is about the Ten Commandments, and he he talks about that a little bit. I I decided not to spend any airtime on it. It's interesting, like from a trivia standpoint, ultimately they're all, it's all relevant, no matter how you break them up. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's interesting that they, that the, we don't always, the, the 10 are not always the same 10. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which also brings up a question. If you're going to put them on the, on the quarterhouse walls. Which one? Which version?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which version?
0: How, yeah.
2: So, like, is that based on anything? Is that based on, like, how you read, <clears throat> or is it just, like, ar- arbitrary human decisions? just a decisions? Matter, of, matter of interpretation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Just curious. So,
0: when I first became a Methodist, I did notice it. But now I forget all the, now I forget how I used to know it. Mm-hmm. So Yeah.
1: Curious. Yeah. Okay. All right. So first week we're talking about how um obviously worship know their gods um Yeah, and one and two. You, and you mentioned, obviously a lot of things can take priority over God. So uh-huh. is there a way that personally your family I'm always curious sits down and prioritizes things, because like, you guys are very busy. Mm. Like your kids' schedules and stuff, like how do you how do you like sit down and say, okay, this is taking too much of our time. We need to make sure.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, how yeah. do you do that? Well, that's a great question because <laughs> we were just talking about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. So the first two commandments are you shall have no other gods before me and you shall not make uh, no idols. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a lot of ways to think about both those things. But the the point of those two commandments is that God has to be first priority. So what, is, what does that literally mean? So a, a perfect example, this weekend, Sam, my youngest, had a baseball tournament and so uh he had a he had two games on saturday and the second game didn't we didn't get home till almost midnight and then his next game was eleven thirty on sunday morning mm. now i'm just gonna go out and say this I, I grew up in a tradition where sunday was a holy day of obligation that is the literal phrase mm-hmm. and it is a sin to miss any holy day of obligation
4: mm.
0: is that making god a priority the first priority i mean i guess in a sense is that also kind of legalistic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you could look at my family's life and, and draw any other conclusion than that God is the first priority for us.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But that doesn't mean that, uh, that that doesn't mean you must check every technical box to make that so. Mm-hmm. So for us, it was a conversation. Should Sam go to the 8, eight o'clock or 845 service? Does do we divide and conquer? Do Max and I go to church and deal? Our, we deal with our church responsibilities, and Whitney and Sam deal with uh, baseball stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, or do um, do we let Sam sleep in? Yeah. We deal with stuff at church, and then we go back and get him. Which is what we ended up uh, landing on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's no you can ask either one of my boys. There's no question what the first priority is. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think um, I think. If, to me, it comes down to, and this is going to be different for every, every family, but to me, it's about the intentionality of the choices that you make and uh, is, is do the choices that you're making reflect where your heart really lies. So I think, it, to me, the, the great thing about the season of Lent is it gives us the opportunity to re-engage with those big questions about what is the priority in our lives? How does that look? Um you know, I think back to Christmas Eve where we're bailing water out of our house, but three of us still go back to church, preach the eleven PM service. So mm-hmm. um, I just I think it looks different different for everybody, but I think if you are if you've internalized those commandments, it it's an it's an intentional uh, process and set of questions that you go through. Yeah. And I imagine for you guys and your your family it's complicated too, because you you have two both parents work in different churches at the same time. Mm-hmm. You never get to be together as a family. What, jumping down to the fourth commandment. I not You know, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Mm-hmm. That looks very different for y'all. But I doubt any of your three kids question the fact that God is the priority in your lives. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it make sense?
1: Yeah, no, it does. I just know that um, I know that you guys have probably sat down and said, we're going to have to say no to this because it interferes too much with our And it's not that you go boasting about it and like, but it's like, I know this looks like a great opportunity, Max or Sam, but like, there's other opportunities we can't, you know? Yeah. um, Mm -hmm. But you and I both feel that like, we have to say no to things and sometimes no to things that our kids really want to do, but like, in the long run, (laughs) I know that. This church thing's gonna be better for them in the long <laughs> right, run. Right, right, right. But I, I know that there's lots of disappointment and sometimes frustrations. But, mm-hmm. yeah, this is a really important
0: right commandment. And I do think it, I do think it comes up most for us anyway when it comes to the boys, because mm-hmm. we, we have a tremendous amount of control over our own schedules. Um, but it, it, with our oldest one, Max, it showed up with camping and scouts. Yeah, like They go camping every month. And we were pretty clear. You can't do that. You cannot miss one Sunday a month for camping. Mm-hmm. And so um sometimes he wouldn't be able to go on campouts. And sometimes we'd go get him on Saturday if they were close enough to do that. And, you know, I, I'm sure there was part of him that would rather have been hanging out with his friends. Mm-hmm. But he gets it. <laughs> you yeah. know, he, he understands what why the decisions that we're making why, and the reasons why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. it affects the types of sports teams that Sam's been playing on
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know there there are um super competitive involved uh fill in the blank and in, in this case it's baseball teams that are that go to tournaments every weekend and that means Saturday Sunday morning every weekend well that's not an option for us so we mm-hmm. we found a team that was going to do a couple tournaments but that's okay we can we can live with a couple tournaments mm-hmm. But I'll tell you that when, um, like this coming weekend, um, Sam, who has a basketball game and Max helps me coach his team and it starts at noon. Well, guess where I cannot be at noon on Palm Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> Anywhere other than the church. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, they'll probably front load, go to an earlier service or or come to Sunday school and have the service or whatever. It's just, but if, if you're clear on what the priorities are, then you, you know, I, the Holy Spirit guides us. Us, all of us, not, not just talking about my family. Mm-hmm. You know, you do the best you can.
2: No, I like that because I think that almost either never doing anything on Sundays ever doesn't actually require you to think about your priorities. And uh, doing whatever, whenever it happens, it works for you. And whatever coach decided that their whole team doesn't go to church right. does, it's, right. doesn't require any thought either. Right. and. I grew up kind of with my dad, who didn't like to be at church on holidays mm. because it. We lived far, and mm. so it was like a whole hunk of the day. And he's like, "No, we go to church year round. All our family's in town, and we do church at home. Mm. So it's it. And you know, there was always grief about this amongst various family members, uh-huh, right. based around this exact like, no, you have to either do it or you don't do it. And yeah. It's like, mm, but the the point is in there. The one
0: hundred percent, one hundred percent. Like there is. No. In my opinion, Mm -hmm. so, you know, I'm not speaking, this is not my biblical interpretation, Yeah, but it's from 52 years of living Mm -hmm. as a Christian, I think healthy, mature spirituality is not black and white. Mm -hmm. I mean, on some things it is. Sure. But on day to day, these types of conflicts, it's not black and white. And so, you know, in, in our family's case, um. It looks like a conversation leaving the ballpark at 11 p.m. Okay, how are we going to cover, how are we going to deal with mm-hmm. tomorrow morning? Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty memorable. Like I think our, I think I think our families, our kids, internalize that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And and um, I don't know, it's worked for us.
2: Yeah, it teaches a process of discernment yeah. mm-hmm. rather than the rules by which you yeah, black and white, right? Blindly follow. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you for saying it's not
1: black and white. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. <laughs> The fact that you also said, I know we're talking a lot about the, like your kid's baseball, but I'm like, the fact that you're like, maybe Sam needs to rest.
2: <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, yeah. You know? Yeah. No, well, that's, that's big. Sometimes there's a, because
1: we could talk about Sabbath, what that means, and we will talk yeah, about we're getting, Sabbath. Yeah, we're getting there too, so, right? Yeah.
0: I mean, and I, I mean, I would be lying if I didn't say a part of me thought, well, gosh, I guess he needs to get up and go to church with me, and then he takes him home at Sunday school. <laughs> and then I look at this kid. Mm-hmm. Who's worn out from okay. an entire day of sports mm-hmm. and fixing to do another one. Yeah. Like, is that really going to send the right message if he is sitting by himself in a pew at 845 in the morning? Like, right. is that really what I wanted to teach him that Christianity is all about? Because that, that doesn't you're seem like, right I want either.
1: him to honor me.
0: <laughs> That's another. <laughs> right. No. But.
2: Well, get in there. but no, that would feel like punching a card.
0: That would feel like. Exactly. I'm, I'm, yeah.
2: I'm exhausted. It doesn't make sense. But I punched my card and now I have that in my back pocket. Right. Which does what?
0: Well, being and, exhausted. and some expressions of Christianity are mm-hmm. inadvertently like that. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, you know, I'm grateful that we're not in one of those traditions. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Okay. So third commandment, you talked about how you've grown with that. <laughs> and like, so if we were to make a modern version. And clearly, I
0: am not alone in this struggle. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: Um, <clears throat> nope. So yeah, if, if it were to be kind of told mod, like in a modern way, what do you think it would take? Cause people... Think, oh, I just I can't say certain things with God's name. Right. For, well, for all the crowd
0: us, in the
2: car, what's the third
1: commandment? Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. So,
1: Thou shalt not take. The Lord's well, name in vain.
0: the way we always learned it, yeah. Thou yeah. shalt not take the Lord, uh, the Lord's name in vain. Right. Or the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Or less, right. I can't remember exactly how the King James Version has it. Yeah. But it's Thou shalt not, mm-hmm. and Lord's name in vain. Mm-hmm. And I just assumed that that meant I couldn't say God bless it.
4: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Or uh, just shout out Jesus' name with his last, with his title
2: mm-hmm,
0: as mm-hmm, an exclamation.
2: Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I always
0: thought. And in fact, I mean, it's not great to do that, right? You want to be respectful yeah. around God's name. Like I'm not encouraging cussing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but that's not really that's not the point here. The point is, um, so the the uh, the paraphrase. Uh, I'm hemming and hawing here because from from Adam Hamilton's book, The Words of Life, I think he uses the Common English Bible. Okay. I despise that translation in general. (laughs)
1: Do you hate it more or less than NLT?
0: Oh, I would choose the Common English over the NLT. Yeah. But uh, that, in the the Common English Bible, says, you shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God. Which sounds a little bit like "take the Lord's name in vain." Mm-hmm. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord. The bottom line is, it means don't, don't under oath, don't swear something in God's name that you don't intend to do. Right. It's, it's very closely related to the, um, not bearing false witness against your neighbor. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of a, it's in the legal tradition.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Again, not good to cuss using God's name, mm-hmm. but it's much more about what people expect you to do when you're vowing in the name of God. Mm-hmm. And this very much gets like in the sermon of what I talked about was at a wedding in the name of God, I Chris take you Whitney. That's good. Like that's what you are. You are, um, asserting your seriousness mm-hmm. by invoking God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the commandment really meant don't do that. If you're trying to get over on somebody or if mm-hmm. you're not intending to follow through on this, mm-hmm. um, or if you're not taking it seriously because you are, invoking the name of the creator of the universe who is on your side mm-hmm. but you should act with appropriate respect i almost think of it as honor your father and mother except the god version don't
2: misrepresent the lord's whatever. right so
1: that's what i've heard more like modern times is mm-hmm. like assigning god's name to things. like mm-hmm. well god ordained this mm-hmm. but it's like mm. like politic i've heard like politicians saying stuff like ah. that That people are like, Mm -hmm. don't put, don't put God's stamp of approval on it when it's, that's kind of how I've heard it in more modern times. So that's good too. Let's do Okay. I do want to talk about Sabbath. Uh, I think you talked about it really well about, it's about keeping it holy Mm -hmm. because, uh, it's not so much about like, okay, don't do anything for a whole day, at least Mm -hmm. for us, for us. Mm -hmm. Um, but how do you do it as a pastor? How has it changed? how How can others practice Sabbath mm, mm-hmm. realistically?
0: Yeah, well, it depends on. Um, so, what do you mean by Sabbath? Mm. Well, yeah.
1: How so, you, in what sense? So, for me, for me personally, because I had it, I preached about this a long time ago. But um, realistically, I know that I can't just like not do anything, and probably can't fast from technology necessarily. Um, just especially with our with our job. Um, and I have to still like do things for my kids um so for me, Sabbath means like doing things that kind of bring me like some joy that are things that don't require that are like stressful or like really like demanding work, things that just bring me joy and so sometimes cleaning my house is actually like mm-hmm. because I get very stressed out when my house is a mess, but to like have mm-hmm. that time is actually like really soul giving to me right yeah for sure not all the time let's be real <laughs> cleaning house but I um feel that though
2: because you have to yeah. set aside time to actually do like the deep stuff yeah not. and and then when you can sit down and it smells clean mm-hmm. yeah oh
1: yeah but i think things that yeah just bring bring me some more a different kind of joy mm-hmm. carving out that like intentional time where i i try not to be tied to my phone or my computer like more present with my my children and stuff but um yeah, I can't always just like. Well, I can't do anything. I don't know. What about you?
0: Uh, well, it depends on if you mean like Sabbath, like the keeping it holy part of Sabbath. Okay. Or well, I, Sunday mornings are still Sunday mornings, even though mm-hmm. I'm preaching. Okay. I, I it's it's, uh, it's pretty it's pretty great, really to be to be able to, especially post pandemic. I think I probably we probably took for granted how good it is to see all of our church family. Yeah. Uh, I probably took for granted how how great it is to see church family every week, even though, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's a work day. And so there's all that, which makes it a little more complicated, but there are lots of moments in the service where, I mean, you know, like we're sitting over there on the chancel and just really the hymns are amazing. The anthems are amazing. The, like just seeing the reactions of, of the congregation to what's going on on the chancel is amazing. And knowing that we're all part of this, um, endeavor together for the same purpose of, of honoring God. Mm-hmm. That's all, that's all keeping it holy. Mm-hmm. As far as like the rest part, um, you know, that, that's kind of the, let's see, the Deuteronomy. I guess, that is, I guess that's the Exodus part because the Exodus one is for, so it's the creation version in, in uh, Exodus. It's the, uh, you were slaves once in Egypt in Deuteronomy. Either way, there's a rest component of it, mm-hmm. but the, but the rest component of it is, um, is a theological thing reminding yourself that you don't have, always have to be busy.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So, <laughs> um, at this stage of our family's life, there are very few days that are like that, Yeah, frankly. Um, but it's, it's a pretty Zen moment, like w- for when Sam's playing baseball, for example, or less so when Max and I are coaching basketball, it's a little more intense, <laughs> but when I'm watching a baseball game, that's pretty relaxing. I'm not working then. Um, the time between, church and Bible study mm-hmm. on Sunday afternoon on the Sundays I'm teaching Bible study or, or certainly once we're done with church, if I'm not teaching,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, that's all, that's all Sabbath.
1: Mm-hmm. What about like Fridays? Cause you don't usually come in the office on Friday.
0: Uh, I don't work on, I don't, I'm not in the office on Friday, but I'm almost always yeah. sadly working on Friday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always something going on differently. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. Yeah.
1: I saw a tweet. I don't, I don't know if I sent it to you, Ashley, but it was like, I wish there was a more productive way to not do anything or something. Yeah. Something about like <laughs> resting because like it stresses me out to like just sit on the couch and not do anything. I'm always like scanning the house. Like, <laughs> What's
0: next? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like, I wish there was a more productive way So to Blake, rest. my
2: husband, who's a therapist who thinks about these sorts of things a lot, has a coloring puzzle game on his phone. Huh. And it's literally just like a mix between a coloring thing and Sudoku. So it's kind <clears> of mindless, kind of doing something and also like a mindfulness thing hmm. and so i'll look over every once in a while on the weekend and he's drinking water and doing his sudoku puzzle and because hmm. we also struggle both of us with like we're we're, we're not doing anything we didn't get anything <laughs> right. done today right. yep we're uh uh we can't just take time for ourselves uh
1: <laughs> that must be nice i'm yeah. married to someone that's like we should just lay around to do anything <laughs> and i'm like we can't just lay around <laughs> We need to do something. Nope.
2: Nope. Nope. So anything. little okay. Things like that. All I don't
1: right. know. I just think Sabbath can be hard, but it's mm-hmm. fine. It's it's nice that people are talking and there's, there's more to them like, oh, you just don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Like there's mm-hmm. different ways to practice Sabbath, right. I think. But I think carving out some of that holy time or that whatever, however that is, because it looks different to everyone. Mm-hmm. It's is important. Yeah. And we should follow that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. We got to keep moving. There's only t- – we're only covering ten. Thank goodness we're not doing all six hundred
0: thirteen. That'd be a uh, multi-year podcast.
1: Yeah. So you didn't preach on honoring mother and father, or murdering.
0: No, you did though, didn't you?
1: No, that was Stephanie.
0: I, I know Stephanie did in, tra- in traditional. Yeah. Because oh, you were coming back. Mm-hmm. You were coming back from spring break. Yeah. And I was out.
1: Yeah. Um, so when was the last time you murdered someone? <laughs>
2: No, he can't talk about that. That's
0: yeah. I, I can neither confirm nor, nor, yeah. nor deny <laughs> okay. that I Let's ever did that. Let's say it in Russian. <laughs> yeah, name Argul.
1: Yeah, uh, exactly. there you go. Um But what have, I mean with those commandments? Do you think people struggle with honoring their mother and father?
0: Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So how do you talk? How do you? What would you if you would have preached on that? What, what you would you have said?
0: Oh man. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> Gosh, we we could do a whole podcast on yeah. what honoring mother and father okay. looks like. And I, I mean, so I read this chapter in, uh, in Hamilton's book and there's a, another book, a second book that I did not read, but Stephanie's reading along with it, which is from a more kind of progressive mm-hmm. Jewish perspective. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, um, it, it was good. It was a good chapter to read. And, uh, in his case, he was talking about how he and his mom had a, kind of a little bit of a tumultuous relationship when he was a teenager and, um, then how he then parents his own girls. It's, Mm -hmm. it was good. I, I, I'm not sure that I would get that vulnerable about Mm -hmm. that in in a sermon personally. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, there's just, (laughs) there are layers of complication Mm
3: -hmm.
0: in uh, emotional mostly in, uh, thinking through our relationships with our, with our parents. Um, and I think, but I think the the bottom line of, it's the first one listed among the commandments dealing with our relationships with each other. Mm. Yes, it's about listening to your parents and obeying your parents. I mean, I think most of us do that for the most part, mm-hmm. but it's there. It shifts as we get older. So now I'm firmly middle age. My parents are, you know, in their retirement years and now the responsibility changes a little bit to making sure that they're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, even as we're in the midst of the crazy time of our own child-rearing years. Um, I mean, I love the fact that it's the first commandment that is given when dealing with each other. And it's one of... It's not a negative commandment. It's a positive commandment, like like remembering the Sabbath, whereas most of them are what you shall not do. Mm, yeah. This is what you shall do. Mm. And I think that's... That's an important thing to keep in mind because, you know, there's plenty that each generation disagrees with about the previous generation mm-hmm. um, and figuring out a way, and it's, and it's certainly more pronounced now than it was when these were given on Mount Sinai.
2: Much more okay to talk about.
0: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so it's, that it is easier said than done mm-hmm. in terms of meeting parents where they are and Ensuring that their you know uh the last season of their lives is respected and honored and cared for, and that their needs are met and all that it's mm-hmm. it's yeah. a beautiful commandment, yeah, and you could write a whole book about what it looks like,
2: yeah, after that sermon, I was talking to someone um up here at church on that sunday um and she really appreciated stephanie's tell kind of how she did it because this person had a really, really, really hard childhood. Um, and she was just saying, you know, uh, depending on the parent, honor means a lot of things all of a sudden. And I thought that was so insightful Mm. of like, that honor becomes extrapolated Mm. into Mm. whatever it might mean to work for, uh, the person that you're raised by. Um, and she also said and it was good because Stephanie also came right out and said You do not have to Obey or honor your abuser mm-hmm. And she I, I remember Sitting there and going And I felt this kind of like Air bubble release a little mm-hmm. bit In the space around me and I was just Like "Oh, everybody mm-hmm. There's a lot of people Who just relaxed A little bit mm-hmm. and it was so Impactful mm-hmm. to me and then having that conversation Later I was like Oh, it's so hard. So tough. And, you know, I make a lot of jokes about my parents on this podcast, mostly because they can take it. Um, but, you know, it's everybody's different and everybody's dealt with different stuff. And... Yeah.
1: Because people read this and they feel very guilty. Mm-hmm. I read that and I think I go straight to, like, how I treated my mom as a teenager. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, oh, my goodness. Oh, absolutely. I <laughs> failed this every day. Oh, wow.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, yeah. awful. And I still have those moments. hmm and so, yeah, it's a, it's a oh. one that you're like, okay, how can I, there's a lot of people, especially if their parents have, go- have gone on mm-hmm. and they think I never honored my parents. They, they have that guilt they have mm-hmm. to kind of work through. And... Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a, it's a powerful one, but I like that you say it's, it's, it is different that it's not a, thou shalt not as a, yeah. it's positive. I never really thought about it in that light.
2: Mm-hmm. So that's... I hadn't either. That's
0: and, really and what if it said, honor your father and your mother as well as your boundaries
2: Right. right. As well, <laughs> yeah. as yourself.
0: Right, I mean, because there's that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's there are things that honor does not mean. Right. And uh, especially for those of us who have divorced parents. I mean, mm-hmm. that, there's there's a whole level of kind of complication there and mm-hmm. so uh, I I mean, I love that God takes it seriously enough to put it this high on the list. Um and I think that uh, by the same token Jesus, when confronted with a question about family loyalties, Mm -hmm. he says, "Who's my father and mother?" Yeah, Mm -hmm. bury
1: their own. Who cares? Well, like his
0: point is, like (laughs) the community of faith is actually Mm -hmm. my family, and so it's not as it's not as straightforward as yeah. um, I mean, you know, call your mother, call your father for sure. But do that. Do that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but it's uh, again, it could be a whole podcast on what that would look like, and it's. It's such an important disclaimer that if you've had, um, that this is obviously not my, exp- this is not my experience, but right. if you've had abusive relationships with your, or if you've been abused, certainly by your, mm-hmm. by your parents or anybody else in your family, that's, God's not saying you must,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you must be in a face-to-face relationship with them right. and, you know, do whatever they ask you to do. I mean, that's mm-hmm. not, that's not what it means.
2: Whatever honor means to your <clears throat> abusive Parental person yeah. is not what you have to do. Right, mm-hmm. Cause, right. <laughs> yeah,
0: because it's not. Hey, abusive parent, make sure you your kids honor you. That's not the commandment. No. The commandment's for me mm-hmm. to honor my parents, and so.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If next time we do like troublesome passages, you could do just this one. <laughs> honestly, oh,
2: yeah, for sure, because we'll just... people probably struggle with it. Mm. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. and especially when you get to be an adult, kind of like you were saying, and you realize that. The parent that you were a jerk to as a teenager is a, their own person with their own traumas and their mm-hmm. own stuff going on that you had no perspective for. Mm-hmm. And then you become an adult, and you're like, oh, my
1: I never felt it gosh. more when I had my first child. And I was like, I was so terrible to my mom, and she did all this for me. Yeah, it's like it just blows your mind. You're like, oh, my gosh. You're like, I'm the worst person. It's a whole soup. Yeah. Okay. E- equally, like, mm-hmm. let's go on to Thou shall not murder. Mm-hmm. So this is one that people probably skip. And they're like, "Well, I don't do that."
0: Mm-hmm. But well, what's... so this is where Jesus gets to meddling.
1: Okay, he- because
0: he says, "You shall heard it. You've heard it said. You shall not murder." I tell you, don't even call somebody a fool. I'm mm-hmm. like, "Oh my goodness."
4: Mm-hmm. Well.
0: D- are you sure jesus because it doesn't that is, like some people deserve it <laughs>
2: right so he's saying don't even defame people yeah well he's saying like
0: don't even don't you can't even be angry yeah with yeah. people um so uh, so the the not murdering thing it, we all remember it as thou shalt not kill mm-hmm. and the the first thing that i remember being sh- one of the earliest things i remember being shocked about in seminaries that's no, actually not what it says it says don't shall not murder because it wouldn't make any sense to say thou shalt not kill when so many commandments in the law deserve the death penalty, uh, right? Yeah. In the law. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it's, um, you know, I, this one is a, is a pretty straightforward one, um, on its face. But then when you get into questions of just wars and mm-hmm. self-defense mm-hmm. and, um, all that kind of stuff, then it gets a little more nuanced. Mm-hmm. And and I love the fact I think Stephanie brought this up, or she just kind of maybe briefly alluded to it. Uh, Moses had already done this.
1: <laughs> right.
0: He had already broken this.
1: He's like, yes. wait a sec. He's reading it. Wait. wait.
0: And my grandfather like, did. Like uh, yeah. I didn't have this when I killed that Egyptian.
1: I started <laughs> the sentence. and didn't read the end of it. Now he just said that one real quiet. <laughs> yeah. Thou <laughs> shalt. We can't hear you. Unless Don't they worry have about it. Coming it. unless they have it coming. Right. <laughs> <laughs> for it yeah <clears throat> right. I think I I think of this also like um, because Jesus again raises the bar a little bit mm-hmm. uh, not being angry or talking like how how if you think about if you're a bully to people mm. like mm-hmm. I don't know there's things that we do that the speech we use to talk about people mm-hmm. um, is like killing, kind of killing their spirit or killing their like identity, you know? So I think that's how kind of, yeah. I, I read
0: it.
2: It's hugely relevant today yeah. with, with teenagers and the internet yes. and everything. And yes. I mean, never more applicable.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, all life is precious, right? So this is a, a kind of a baseline assumption in the Judeo-Christian tradition. So then, then what does that mean? So when you look at the 613 laws and the, and the command, I mean, commands in the law, um, the way we treat the immigrant, the way we treat widows, the way we treat orphans, the way we treat the vulnerable, we, the way we treat the poor, the fact that we shouldn't settle um, disputes by, I guess, not pulling our guns in their case, but mm-hmm. whatever the equivalent would have been back then. It's it's because there there's a baseline assumption that God created us all, and so we all have inherent value and worth.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So then Jesus kicks that up a notch, right, and says, so since that's true, you also shouldn't be jerks to one another, mm-hmm. and then he himself flips over the tables and the money, you know, the money changers later. <laughs> right? I mean, it's not like yeah. you can't ever be angry, but mm-hmm. the baseline is that we all have inherent value.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that one I can I could dive into a lot more. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and we're recording this, by the way, to get into this. Mm-hmm. There was another school shooting today. You saw this?
1: I no, I hadn't heard
0: at a at a uh, private school in Nashville. A teenager, a woman, a girl this time had two assault rifles and two handguns and three kids were, three children are dead and three adults, including the shooter. Oh my God. Yeah. So what does you shall not murder mean for yeah. the laws that we're okay with? Yeah. We could do a whole, whole podcast on that too. Yeah. And Absolutely. I'm certain that Jesus would have an opinion. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. All right. So we're still moving along. Commandment seven and yeah. eight. <laughs>
0: are very short. Yeah, they are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what are they?
0: Very direct. You shall not commit adultery. You mm-hmm. shall not steal.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, so, you shall not steal. I don't feel like we need to. I mean, um, you know, we could get metaphorical. Don't steal people's time by being late to meetings and all that. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. But I shouldn't take your keys or your phone. That no. <laughs> It seems pretty.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, and you shall not. And so I didn't belabor the point on stealing.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: You shall not commit adultery. Jesus pulls a fast one on us here, too. No, not really a fast one. He raises the bar on us here, too. Mm-hmm. Why does that?
1: he do that all the time?
0: He's <laughs> got a habit of it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But his his basic point, and it it's not unrelated to commandment number six. So we are all created by God with inherent value and worth. Therefore, don't harm each other. Don't kill each other. Don't hurt each other's character. Mm-hmm. And don't objectify one another. It's not just don't sleep with your neighbor's spouse. Mm-hmm. It's like don't. There, I mean, we could do a whole thing on pornography. There, we could do a whole thing on the sexualization of or women from the time they're young girls. Like, there's all kinds of, of things we could do with that particular um, extrapolation of the commandment. But it, it comes to its, it all comes back to its same basic truth, which is that we all have inherent worth, so we should treat each other like it.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So you can imagine. I mean, Jimmy Carter, who's nearing the end of his life, mm-hmm. got in a lot of trouble because he said he'd committed adultery with women in his heart many times. Because he's he's t- he's quoting Jesus in the mm-hmm. Sermon on the Mount, he gets mm-hmm. roasted for it. But yeah. uh, but that's that's what he was saying because that's literally what Jesus was saying. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So how would you approach that one? The
1: both of those or the, the adultery. I,
0: pick one. I, I was <laughs> I was saying number seven, but adult, adultery, is number seven. Yeah.
1: So I mean, I think um. Well, for me, when I think about like adultery, I think that would be just awful, <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, and thinking about how do we honor one another and care for and not hurt one another? Because I can't imagine a deeper wound for me than my spouse being unfaithful mm-hmm. to me. And so I think about how do you care for them and love them deeply and all, and, and, and that's for like all people, you know? not breaking trust, not like all these different things that go into like your marriage vows. You think about how can you make vows and covenant with your community and your friends? Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of how I would have approached it mm-hmm. a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, it's a, I mean, that's a heavy one. Mm-hmm. So yeah. and it, uh, I was listening to Stephanie's sermon on this one and she made the point that there's a lot you could do with this commandment because um, the actual prohibition is not to sleep with another man's wife. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. But if you're a man who's married Mm -hmm. and you sleep with someone who's not also married, Mm -hmm. that's not a violation of the commandment.
2: Yeah, because it's about property, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Love that.
0: <laughs> so, and, and Stephanie kind of—I mean, she didn't yeah. she didn't dwell on it, right. but um, so there's re, that's the Mount Sinai version.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Jesus is not playing any of that.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: He's just saying flat out, like he's he's raising the standard to where it should be, right. it, in my opinion.
1: Mm-hmm. So, okay. So we've talked about how Jesus just raises the bar.
0: Yes. Consistently.
1: Consistently. But I I was thinking about this, you know, the people, Israel had a really hard time following the commandments and continually messed up. You think that Jesus would come in, like our minds would think, maybe he'll come in and lower the bar because we're just really not met, making the target. And now he's like, but actually I'm going to make it
0: right. mm-hmm.
1: harder. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's funny how yes. it's different than you think.
0: The relevance of an impossible ethical ideal, yeah. is the way Niebuhr put it. Yeah. So it's not just uh, it's not just that you should love your neighbor. It's that you should love your enemy. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, loving my neighbor is hard enough. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not just that you can't you shouldn't kill. It's that you shouldn't even be cross with your mm-hmm. neighbor.
1: I think it's that whole because we love to say. I think mm-hmm. it was paving the way of like, well, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not that bad. <laughs> so again, I'm going to rank myself better than everyone. Yeah. Clearly, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then yep. Um, but Jesus, is like, oh, oh, let me like add a little bit of this to you because I know what you're thinking. Yeah,
2: exactly. I was going <laughs> to say because the thing is, if it was achievable, if it was a thing, if it was a card we could, you know, ring up, we'd figure a way to squirrel it. Yeah. yeah that's humans <laughs> we'd be like oh but you know I'm only friends with these people so or neighbors with these people so uh,
0: all <laughs> right exactly uh,
2: I, everyone yes, else I is live fair next game. to these
0: two people yes and so therefore these are the two I will be nice to we
2: would figure out a way to squirrel it <laughs> yeah we would <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. well and so Paul and Roman says and th- I think it was on I think it was this th- this week the adultery and stealing week week. What would that have been for mm-hmm. that I, I felt like it was important to say like w- with Jesus raising the bar on all these things, not just on the seventh commandment, but on murder, I mean just in general um, w- we still are grace based filled mm-hmm. that's our baseline people as Christians in general, certainly as Methodists. And so when Paul says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, Paul says as a very devout, faithful, law-abiding Jew, I can't do the good that I want to do, mm-hmm. but the evil that I don't want to do is what I do. Mm-hmm. And why is that? It's because of the power of sin within me. And what's the answer to that? Well, it's faith in Jesus that breaks that power.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So there's, you know, there's, <laughs> you can never fit all of the Christian message in any particular sermon or sermon series, but coming back, like there's lots of, um, like a, what I want to say is that that's a danger in preaching on a whole series on commandments because it's an emphasis on do's and don'ts. Mm. But the, the constant reminder has to be that God works within us, <laughs> right? I mean, that's the whole point of Easter, which of course we're working towards, um, is that Christ lives within us and enables us to to not do the things that we would otherwise be inclined to do, and then actually forgives us when we do the things that we are maybe sometimes inclined to do. So that's an important corrective, I think, yeah. to all commandment talk. For
1: sure. Yeah. I really like the one week you talked about, um, I think a guy shared an analogy what it meant to with addiction. Mm-hmm. Can you share that analogy? I thought that was a really good. Yeah,
0: one. I mean the way he put it succinctly. So he was talking about uh, a drinking problem, and he and he said there is a like for this is somebody in recovery, so in a twelve step group, and so um, you know most people who show up in a twelve step group, they're not having their best day, right? <laughs> Things aren't going very well, or they wouldn't be there wouldn't be there, and so. The things that you do in their case, following the 12 steps, which is not an exact analogy to the 10 commandments, but it's a, it's a list of things that you have to do if you want to get better. And initially, and maybe for a while, your motivation is to not do that anymore. That, that, that's your, like you are negatively reacting to the thing you're trying to not stop doing. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're backing away from hell. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is good. That's what you absolutely should do that. Mm -hmm. He said, but at some point you want to do more than that. It's not just that you want to avoid bad behavior. It's you want to live differently. And so at some point you stop backing away from hell and you turn towards the light. Mm -hmm. And then your whole motivation is to become better and to, to grow and to be transformed. And that's has the same effect as backing away from hell, but your motivation is much different and you're, and internally you're different. I love that. So, I mean, we can say, here are the, we can post these 10 commandments on the courthouse walls or on the walls of our bedroom or whatever, and, and think about all these things we can't be doing. Or we can make that turn and start walking towards who God wants us to be. And that's what I love about the two great commandments. Because if, if our motivation, instead of, okay, I can't murder, okay can't steal I can't lie, I can't commit adultery I can't covet stuff like if that's if that's mm-hmm. what's in our head that's one thing it's fine don't do those things by by all means but if instead our our guiding principles are I need to love God and love my neighbor well that's a whole different mm-hmm. mindset yeah right that's a whole different mindset and that's part of the inspired genius of the guy we call our Lord
4: mm-hmm.
0: it's it, and then we can narrow it down to one word love mm-hmm and if what I'm doing is not loving, then I probably need to fix that.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But I don't. But I don't. I don't have to come up with a. I don't have to always be thinking about the 613 things I shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. Make, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I yeah. Because I really appreciate that you you closed kind of yesterday talking about that. Like when you follow those two, everything else kind of falls into mm-hmm. place. Not that it's easy. Nope. But it is nicer to think. <laughs> like. If you're doing something instead of being like, okay, what commandment is this? If you're like, okay, does this love God? Does this love someone else? Okay, then, like, that's so much easier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it kind of simplifies it, but it's still not simple.
0: Uh, it's not easy. Yeah. Simple but not easy. Yeah. Yeah. The it's the it's that Einstein quote. That yeah, that I Einstein, love. Yeah. Make everything as simple as possible, <laughs> but not simpler.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, that's very hard to do. Yeah. It's very hard to do in speech. It's very hard to do in songwriting. It's hard to do in poetry and art. I love that sentiment.
4: Yeah.
0: And that's the beauty of, like, nature loves simplicity, mm-hmm. right?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, so does theology. <laughs> and so, and this is not, please hear me say, there's not in any way to disparage the Ten Commandments or the 613 commandments of the law or anyone who's still, any, like, our Jewish brothers and sisters for whom that is their guiding Mhm their guide and their relationship with God. I'm not negatively judging that. I'm saying for me, love God, love neighbor gets me where I need to be
1: mm-hmm.
0: or has the power to, if I trust it and pursue it.
1: Yeah. So I think that's what, I mean, one of my last questions is what would you tell someone that thinks being a Christian is all about rules and laws? <laughs> I mean, you kind of just,
0: yeah, they're not, it's right. They've been in the wrong churches
1: mm-hmm.
0: if they think mm-hmm. that's what, The Christian movement, the way, and the Christian faith is all about. It's not. It's about loving God and loving neighbor. Mm -hmm. Those aren't rules. Those are principles to live by. Mm -hmm. You can live by a set of rules if you want. Mm -hmm. You can get obsessed with, well, listen, I can get to preaching on this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But Jesus is clear that it's about love God and love neighbor. And in John, by the way, it's only one. Love your neighbor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, of course, he assumes you're loving God already.
1: Yeah. Okay, those are a lot of questions, but that's all I have. It was, Anything
2: else? It was awesome.
0: I I enjoyed the sermon series. I don't think I want to preach on the Ten Commandments again. I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> I guess we, we probably should every once in a while, I suppose. But mm-hmm. it was good. I'm glad we did it, and uh, I'm looking forward to what comes next. So yeah. this weekend is Palm Sunday. Yep. Yeah. Thirteen days from now is Easter.
4: Yeah. Which is amazing. Uh-huh.
0: And then you're doing a two-week sermon series while I'm in Greece. I am looked surprised there for a minute you're like wait i am wait no i am and I what do you like what's what are you gonna be preaching on do you know
1: uh i'm preaching on serving because uh-huh. that's what, what we planned yes um, and that's because uh that's like our theme of them theme of the month yeah theme of the yeah. month
2: serving day
1: for our 50th anniversary we've got serving our church serving day on the 22nd um so yeah i'm looking at matthew 20 i believe about that first part like hiring out um, who comes to to serve and how they? Ooh, get. you're going parables.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then the last, and then the last part of it about um, the son of man came to, to serve. Okay, not, not yeah, served. yeah, yeah, nice. But I'm using a pickleball kind of analogy. Okay, excellent. Because it's all the rage. Mm-hmm. Now, it's gonna be pickleball yeah, themed. Topical. Talk about serving and all of that. Yep, to tie it in. Nice. Yeah. Like
0: serving and pickleball. Mm-hmm. Okay, good.
2: Serving, receiving.
0: I like serving, it. Receiving. I like it. Okay, good.
2: Yeah. It's gonna be great. I'm excited because we just did the parables in Sunday school and we just did the labors in the vineyard. So oh. I'm pumped. Nice. It was a it was a hot discussion. Yeah, it on is. Sunday. It's a it's a hot one. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, very yeah. good. Oh. And then after that uh, is confirmation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My baby, I'm gonna confirm him. Yay. My young one, Sam. He's twelve. He's not. He's a baby. Um. And then in May, after that, is gonna be our sermon on the mountain series, speaking of Jesus, mm-hmm. raising expectations. Mm-hmm. So that'd be fun. It's be great. All right. Uh, so, recap the Holy Week and Easter schedule. I've been saying this as much as possible. Yeah. <laughs>
2: because
0: you never, that, you never can't say it enough. You never
2: can't say it enough. It's
0: impossible to over communicate. Yes. Right? Communication <laughs> director. Yep. So, Monday, Thursday, uh, 7 p.m. in the sanctuary. That's a service of communion. Mm-hmm. Good Friday, we have a 6 p.m. family service for uh, especially uh, like elementary school kids. Mm-hmm. Um, 7 p.m. in the sanctuary. And then Easter Sunday modified schedule. Yep. Please don't show up at 9:45 unless you're trying to be super early for the 11.
2: Yeah, unless you're trying to get your favorite seat. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. And you have to wait 15 minutes for the other one to be. Correct. On. So we have 7 a.m. Uh, out by the children's garden on the south yeah, side. Outside. Yep. That's modern modern uh, teams going to lead that. We have 9 and 11
4: mm-hmm.
0: in the sanctuary, mm-hmm. and that's going to have full adult choir, full youth choir with them full orchestra Mm -hmm. Mm handbells all kinds of flowers it's gonna be amazing and then 11 o'clock modern okay well y'all thanks for being with us for our linton podcast on our sermon series called Mm 10 we'll be back soon with another episode of off script god bless
2: thanks for joining us for this episode of off script it was hosted by reverend chris dowd and reverend reagan gilland Produced by Ashley Danner as a part of the Christ United Podcast Ministries. You can visit cumc.com backslash podcasts in order to see all of the series we have available. Like, subscribe, and follow us so that you don't miss a single episode. Thank you for supporting us. Have a great week.